0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Six Degrees of Leadership podcast. My name is Brian Hendricks, and I'll be your host in this series, which is built around helping each of us be the best leader we can be in our daily and work lives. I call the show Six Degrees of Leadership because I hope to create a network of leaders worldwide, whether we have the official title of leadership or not, where we're all just six degrees from one another. In each episode, I will interview one person about what leadership means to them and how we can implement some of their everyday practices into our own lives. My guest this week is best-selling author, peak performance coach, speaker, and sales director, Joe Van Giesen. We cover a lot in this week's episode, so buckle up. Joe and I talk about how to enjoy the grind, what's the best way to motivate others, and how to deal with depression and anxiety as a leader. Now, sit back and enjoy the six degrees of leadership. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of The Six Degrees of Leadership. As always, my name is Brian Hendricks. I'll be hosting tonight, and I'm excited for this next guest. So uh, Joe Van Giesen will be joining us right here. Joe, thank you for coming on. You are actually the first extended, extended of The Six Degrees of Leadership. So I'm very excited for this one. I know. Six degree, great. baby. Exactly. We're getting there. <laughs> Joe, yeah. how are you doing today?
1: Very, very well. Very well. Um, yeah, life is life is good for sure. Excited to be here.
0: Good to hear. I know. I love that question. How are you doing? I'm like, well, living the dream. You know, that's my favorite response is, and, yeah, let's be honest, yeah, sometimes it is a dream, not necessarily the dream, but that's okay. We roll with it.
1: percent. Oh, well,
0: yeah. All right. So let's jump into it, Joe. Um, you know, again, I appreciate you being on here and I start the podcast, the show off the same way every time by now. Everybody knows I love superheroes. I'm a big MCU comic book. Love them. I love knowing people's origin story. So I want to know, what's your origin story?
1: How is it that you got to where you're at today? Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I, I grew up in Battle Creek, Michigan. Um, nice. Serial city capital of the world. So if you've ever eaten Kellogg's, it's uh, my my backyard. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I grew up really surrounded by sports and athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, I played baseball and hockey and and golf growing up, um, and was very, very fortunate. Both my parents were educators. Um, so, uh, at the time I did not feel very fortunate, but every literal year I was in school, I either had my dad as a gym teacher, my mom as a principal, and then my dad got reassigned uh, to teach gym and health in high school. So literally every year of my career, I had a parent like in my school, oh, um, you couldn't escape it. Even so if you wanting to, yeah, no, no. And there were days like, this is actually my book. Like there's, there were days where I was like sent to the hallway. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh God, like my mom's going to see me in the hall or whatever. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think having, having parents that were educators and obviously valued education and you know, um, development was super critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, from a young age, I just, I did find myself in a leadership role, like whether I had a knack for it or, or something to that effect, but mm-hmm. I just, I found myself to be very empathetic and, okay. you know, always wanting to make sure people around me felt good and, and, you know, connected to the group. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, through hockey and through baseball, um, I had years where I was a leader. I had years where I was definitely younger and a follower, but um, some really good, uh, disciplines were instilled in me at a young age through athletics. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I had, I went to college, I went to Adrian college, small D three school in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I played four years of, of hockey there, uh, club hockey, ACHA hockey. And, um, and when I graduated, um, I started working at the college in admissions. Um, so Mm -hmm. I was a missions recruiter. I just, you know, fresh out of college. I was like, dude, this is a a sick first job. Um, I thought I was like the man, you know, making Mm -hmm. a salary, right? (laughs) Nothing, you know, but at the time I was like, this is amazing. Um, and I just, for some reason, I just, I really took the skills that, you know, athletics had taught me and the, the work ethic, you know, so to speak. And, um, I just kind of put my head down and and really started to work and, Mm -hmm. Um, I was very fortunate to make a lot of good connections along the way at high schools and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And just found kind of a, again, a passion for insp- inspiring people or connecting with others. So um, I did well as a recruiter, kind of worked my way up the ladder, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became the director of admissions, you know, assistant director, director uh, where I oversaw a team of eight people, and then, um, more recently I, I was, you know, named the assistant vice president, uh, mm-hmm. at Adrian college. Now I'm kind of at that point I was dealing with not only my team of recruiters, but mm-hmm. then also helping coaches at the college with about 40 coaches. Yeah. They needed to hit recruiting numbers and, and get people on their team. So I was kind of mm-hmm. overseeing that experience. Um, so, you know, it just kept kind of 10 xing. Like I did good work and then it was like, okay, now you're a manager, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's, that's one of the things I'm excited to kind of talk about when we talk about leadership, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, oftentimes what I've found is people get into leadership because of their good work, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't have experience being a manager or leader. Um, so that was all very learned on the fly or, or things yeah. like that. And obviously I had good mentors as well. Um, But I, uh, you know, I got to a point where I was very far away from the work I love to do. I love the students. I loved inspiring people. um, Mm -hmm. But as an AVP, I found myself in way more meetings, way less inspiration Mm -hmm. um, and things like that. So when COVID hit, I kind of reevaluated a little bit. Work-life balance wasn't the greatest Um, those types of things. And I started my own business, um, Mm in one-on-one coaching. So similar to this, like I would, you know, do one-on-one virtual coaching. Um, that started to go well. Um, and then, uh, about a year after that, I kind of said, Hey, this is like, this is what I want to do. Like, I just love this and and things like that. So I started my own business about a year and a half after I started it, I kind of was like, I want to leave the college. And, mm-hmm. and kind of try this out. So since then, I've written my own book. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, which kind of has again got me some cool opportunities. A lot of speaking engagements, which I love being in front of students and young adults. Yeah, um, I, you know, it's just some cool highlights. Like because I was like, oh my god, this is super cool. But like,
0: yeah, I did like a
1: sales slash you know mindset workshop for the Carolina Hurricanes sales staff um, awesome. in NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, one for, um, ticket sales staff in, um, Houston for the Houston Astros. Um, that was a virtual experience, but just some cool, cool opportunities that have come from the coaching side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, really a transition of, you know, managing and leading, you know, 10 to 40 people at some points to, Mm uh, managing and leading me. Right. It's just one business of one sole entrepreneur. So, um, that's been a, somewhat of a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention this because it's a, definitely a part of the story. So I'm super fortunate to have amazing friends and, and connections in my life. And my wife and I moved to North Carolina from Michigan. When mm-hmm. I left the college, I kind of felt like I just need to restart. Like this has been my life for so long, a, you know, good restart. So I uh, moved to North Carolina and fortunately a good friend of mine owns a pest control company in North Carolina. Okay. Um it's doing extremely well and, and uh very, very good culture. Like when you, when I think of like the leaders I want to be around, these mm-hmm. are the types of people that I want to be around. Yeah. Um, and I knew that that'd be a piece I was missing, um, you know, the people at Adrian college. So, um, so I, I kind of shifted and he was like, Hey man, you know, you could be really successful at door to door sales. And my time in recruiting doing door to door seemed like, okay, I could do this. And it really is a great way to somewhat subsidize, but also financially support me as I grow my business and absolutely writing the book and things like that. So the lifestyle of an author, when you're writing, is very uh, doesn't pay a lot of money when you're writing it. So, right. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll kind of balance this. So I the last two years now, like getting to present day, um, mm-hmm. in the summer months, I do door to door sales. Okay. 32, which like, for me, I was like, I'm leaving being a vice, assistant vice president to like do it door our sales. It was a weird thing for my ego. Right. But the things that I've learned on the doors, the sales techniques and the personal growth I've had is like life change, literally life change. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, now I kind of oversee our, our staff, you know, our summer college interns, right? That's my piece of okay. like having a team. So manage a small team. Um. And then you know I do the sales myself, and yeah. then in winter months and you know right now I'm you know sharing my book, going to speak engagements, and you know yeah. doing awesome podcasts and, and fun yeah. work like this. Um, so yeah, it is a little bit of of everything, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and definitely not what I what I thought. But um, I think I've grown a ton as a person of you know trying to always learn leadership techniques and skills you know, on the doors as well as in my own business. And then mm-hmm. obviously yeah, I had two. So that's like, the, I guess the components like have got me here. For sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's what I
0: love is, you know, every time this is uh, the eighth episode of the show and not one person's origin story has been the same. Yeah. And yet, whether they have that title of leader or not, they mm-hmm. still get to leadership positions. They still get to, yeah. you know, formal or informal leadership roles. And I think that's great for everybody out there is that, hey, there's not one way of doing it. Now there's techniques and habits and, you know, practical yeah. things that a lot of us do, but yeah. it's the winding road, man. And, and I think that's, what's really cool about everybody's story. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So you, you dropped a lot on there. So I want to ask you, I know, yeah, things, I which I, yeah. no, I love that because as you're going, I'm like, oh, I got to ask this and I got to ask this and I got to yeah, go. yeah. and, um, you know, just, just, I can relate to a lot of that. So I worked in admissions at Marquette university for a couple of years, yeah. Perfect. um, yeah, yeah. I coached at a D3 college basketball. I know you coached college hockey. You did recruiting. I mean, it's, so I love the, I used to be in sales, you know, before I went full-time here. So I get that. And one of the things that, that um, really stood out and you said it early on, but I think it's true is most leaders, I want to, you know, generalize, but I really do believe most leaders get in that leadership role because you're good at the hard skills. Hey, you're a great salesman. So you move up. Hey, you're great recruiting. So you're going to move up. Hey, you're a great, you know, picker and great, you know. Uh, you know, warehouse worker. So you're going to go to that supervisor role. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah.
0: And we miss out on those soft skills, those how do you communicate? How do you motivate? How do you how do you connect and build relationships with team members? So looking yeah. back when you went from kind of admissions recruiter to that, you know, more that vice president role or director role as you and you continue yeah. to grow, what are some of the things you wish you would have known for those people today who are listening that are the new supervisors or, or hoping to be a manager or supervisor soon that yeah. are really putting the grind in right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's so funny, dude. I, 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 shared this with a client today and I think it's so relevant. Um, so I, I'm a man of story. So I'll tell you a little quick side Love story. It. Love it. But, uh, there's a, so a woman is in a, in a fire. She's in a burning mm-hmm. building mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the, uh, fireman runs up the stairs to get her and he finds her. And he said, we got to go. We got to, like, we got to move. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, curled up in the field position crying, freaking out. She's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he looked at her and he said, then do it scared. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I don't care if you're scared. We're going down Mm -hmm. these stairs. Right. Right. And what I, the reason I tell that story and why I think it's important is you're going to be scared. Mm -hmm. And and I wish someone would have came around and said, Hey, Joe, you know, cause, cause I, I just got, I'm super, again, lucky to to have these opportunities. But I was like 25 and I was the director of admissions. Mm -hmm. My peers at institutions were like 40 and 50. And I'm like a kid. Like I would show up to meetings at other colleges, like, you know, whatever. (laughs) And people would be like, oh, like, who are you filling in for? Like, no, it's just me. Like, I'm me. (laughs) So, you know, that was like, it was difficult, right? So I was constantly afraid Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, I'm going to get caught. I'm, yes. a, I'm a fraud, right? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a good recruiter, but I was worried I was going to get caught. And, mm-hmm. and, and that would be one, one key thing. Mm-hmm. And I think I have one more practical thing too, but one key thing is do it scared.
0: Love it. So, mm-hmm. so like you're
1: going to be scared and that's yeah. okay. Right. So as soon mm-hmm. as you like give yourself permission to be like, I'm terrified to give this, you know, uh, directive to these people or I'm, I'm scared of what they're going to judge me. Right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. especially it's like the worst thing because the first time you become a leader is typically also when you're closest to your peer or your mm-hmm. right. So it's like right. you're promoted. So I got promoted and I had two staff members that were older than me. Mm-hmm. And the rest of my just was like with, you know, right. And now I'm, you know, so I'm really worried of the judgment that's coming with it. And, you know, it's Joe on a high horse and you know, those right. kind of things. And so. Do it scared would be one that I think is, it would have helped me a lot. Just give me the permission that it's okay to be afraid and and like lean into that fear. Um, and then from like a more practical standpoint, I think this, you know, I learned this relatively early on is just help people understand what you did to be successful. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, I think you get to that role. You're like, how do I do this? (laughs) Like, what (laughs) do I do? And it, it is, it is as simple as you know, well, I, I guess I made a hundred calls, you know, every week and that helped me. So now it's, Hey, are you guys making a hundred calls? Let's, you know, get on board with that. So you don't need to rewrite the playbook. Right. You know, and and it's just, it's as simple as, you know, Hey, whatever got you there, take that self leadership and then, you know, teach it or share it to others. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why you got picked essentially is where I look at it now is why I, you know, was given those opportunities because people felt like I was doing the things that would help other people do it.
0: Right. Well, and I think too, that's, that's that next part of being a leader is now you're teaching, now you're developing, now you're growing based on proven methods that have worked for you. I love, I love what you said. Do something scary. Uh, one of my favorite things I tell people all the time is you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, you're never going to grow, never going to develop unless you put yourself in those uncomfortable like, positions or those scary positions that you don't want to be in. So yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and again, it's the same thing, right? Well, you're encouraging, which I totally agree with. I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay, lean into that. Like yes. it, like, like, crush that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's also like, I feel scared. Great, do good. it scared, you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. W- w- versus, well, I'm uncomfortable, this is awkward. No, it's that's part of it. You know, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good indicator versus, that's like a bad indicator. Yeah. Well,
0: I like what you said too, and you're encouraging people, then just do it. Yeah. yeah you, you're right. Exactly. You are uncomfortable. You are scared. This is not going to be a good feeling, but go do it and yep. see what happens on the other end. That's really
1: cool. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Love it. Well, okay. So then I want to go on something you mentioned again here. So you went from, you know, leading other people, whether it's 10, 20, 40, as that grew mm-hmm. to now, you're kind of leading yourself and yeah. wearing multiple hats. And, yeah. you know, there's so many people, today that are, you know, starting new companies or if they're at a small company where, where they have to wear multiple hats, but they can't do that unless they start leading themselves first. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we always focus on leading others, leading others, leading others. What are the, some of the things, or what are some of the pieces of advice you do, or, or you can give to people who just, you need to lead yourself first. So how do you do that?
1: Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I, when I transitioned to like work on my own and those types of things, I really struggled with like time management, right? Yeah. I almost, I realized that my job had created a really good workflow for me, like a routine. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when, you know, so when I remove those meetings and when I remove that stuff, I just found myself very, um, I needed to give myself essentially permission mm-hmm. to follow mm-hmm. a routine and, and those types of things. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, the way I look at self-leadership is that personal routine, And I kind of look at myself as a different, like a different person when I'm working than Mm -hmm. when I'm, you know, at home or whatever. And that I really struggled with that when this was, you know, like my office is here. So my work is here. So I'm at the same location in the same area. So Mm -hmm. to your point of taking the hat off and putting it on, like that was, that was kind of an issue at at first. So, um, you know, I'm like, Oprah talks about this a lot, you know, for sure. and, And it's like, you gotta fill your tank or your cup mm-hmm. first, right? Yep. Um, and it's, and that has been critical, um, mm-hmm. to, to self leadership or, or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. um, I would say, you know, really honing in on my morning routine, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty diligent morning routine. It's, it's about, it's about three hours that is like okay. me and really filling my cup and mm-hmm. then, and by that point, I'm like ready to share with my clients, with, you know, people that I'm speaking to, whatever that looks like. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw that, you know, also I was in a way better flow when I had my, you know, my time taking, you know, like taking the time to fill my cup first was very helpful with a team. But also it's it's just as important when you're alone. And I thought that, mm-hmm. that was kind of an interesting find. Yeah. Because I was like, well, I'm alone now. I don't have anyone else to deal with. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll just wing it essentially. And I kind of, you know, again, not a drought, but I noticed changes in outcomes and things like that because I was kind of taking that for granted, that self right.
0: right. That's huge. Oh, it's it's like they say on the airplane, right? Hey, put your mask on before you put your kids' mask, mask on your mask on. And, and you said it so well, it's like you can't help other people if you're not yeah. in that mindset. Yeah. So, so let's, let's look at that other people piece then. So, you know, you have your routine, so you're up, you're positive, you're motivated, you're getting ready to go. Then you're jumping in with clients. Then you're jumping in, you know, whether you're speaking, you know, one of the things that I keep hearing from, you know, um, different leaders today is it's really hard to motivate. How do you get people on board with your vision? How do you get people on board with your, with your principles, with your mission? Yeah. What do you tell people? What what are some different ways or, or how do you, how do you get people on board with, you know, you're excited, you're motivated, you're positive. Yeah. How do you get other people excited, motivated, positive to jump in as well? Yeah,
1: yeah dude. I mean, that's like literally on my, the, I don't know, you type your bio on the, on your book or whatever. And yeah. I, I refer to myself as a master motivator.
0: Yeah. I, I saw that.
1: Yeah. Sucker for, you know, you know, the, the double end there, but uh-huh. I, I think there's it's kind of ironic, but there's two things that I think, you know, to be addressed here. Mm-hmm. The one is like, how do I motivate others. So if you're leading a group, Mm -hmm. how do you lead them and how do you motivate them? Mm -hmm. I am a huge, huge believer in empathy and kindness here. Yeah. You got to understand what motivates them. And the only way to do that is to ask, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like the most hyped dude, like 24 seven, like all the time. And I'm just juiced like that. Like that's just how I am. And I get sad and I get emotional, I'm human, but by yeah. and large, like my wife has more days where she's like, why are you like this so emotional <laughs> versus like, you know, you got to, you know, get right. it on so, Yeah. So from, from that standpoint, I could be the most excited guy ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if I don't take the time to talk to a client, so like when a client says I'm not motivated or when mm-hmm. a former employee is saying I'm, I'm frustrated yeah. or whatever you got to lean into empathy mm-hmm. and you got it. Where are you at? Why do you feel that way? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because so many people are like, let's just use sales. As an example, you got to make sales. Yep. calls.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to make a hundred sales calls and congratulations, 98 of them. No, one's going to care or respond. Right. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So this is totally unmotivating work right. in general. Mm-hmm. So, if you go in and say, make the calls, let's go, let's hype up because these calls, right? Mm-hmm. You can do things like look at the outcome and, you know, kind of craft, you know, why you're doing the work and, you know, the mm-hmm. impact you make on those two lives. Like that's all good. Yeah. yeah. But the, the better approach is to say, why are you making these calls? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, why might you want to make these calls? Right. Well, X, Y, Z. Or why are you having trouble making calls? Well, Joe, actually it's because I'm really frustrated because, you know, my dog, we just found out that it has seizures, right? Mm -hmm. I'm only using this example. This happened to me, our dog Yes. Yeah. So it's like, there's other things that people are going through that are demotivating Mm -hmm. and unless you take the approach of empathy and like put yourself in their shoes, understand where they're at. And connect with them. Mm-hmm. And there's no way to motivate them. Mm-hmm. So that's how I think I have become and learned how to motivate others. Yeah. Is because I have committed to the skill and it is absolutely a skill of empathy. Mm-hmm. So there are people that absolutely have more empathy and are more feeler emotional than other people. Yes, absolutely. But I am fully bought in on the idea that Anything that anyone else can do, I can also learn. Mm-hmm. So now it's a question of, okay, how can I ask better questions? Right. What book can I read to help me ask better questions? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they're out there, like they're absolutely out there. Like, so now it's not a question of, well, I'm only, I only have this much empathy. It's what do I do to become more understanding of others? Mm-hmm. And then once you resonate with them, once you connect with them, then they find purpose in what they're doing. They find their own mm-hmm. motivation, which is truly the only way to motivate anyone is to let them find it for themselves. Yep. And then the, the second thing is that you've built a relationship mm-hmm. and they want to make the call because Joe needs me to make the call. Yep. And I don't want to let my teammate down or I don't want to let my mentor down or, or however they see you. Right. So I think if you want to motivate others, you need to empathize and ask questions and, and truly understand. And like, just try to support them. Right. Mm -hmm. Listen to them. Yeah. And then if I guess on the other side of it, it's like, if you want to be motivated, right. Mm -hmm. So I'm a firm believer, you create your own motivation. Mm -hmm. It's the ownership piece. That is so important. When I ask groups a lot, I'll say, Hey, what is motivation? And they'll say, well, motivation is a feeling. Motivation comes and goes motivation, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. In my opinion, that is, just absolutely a victim mentality. Yeah. I oh I just oh I hope today that I'll get Right. Motivation. Right. You know or or again, Brian's Brian's a man. He he does so good. He's so motivated. He gets mm-hmm. so much motivation. That's not fair to you. Right. Right. So like mm-hmm. I'm like the most loving kind dude, but also this idea of like victim mentality. I want to get away from it. So yeah. we are creators and we mm-hmm. can create Our own motivation. So one very practical step, I talk about this in my book too. One very practical step is just create a three word phrase Mm -hmm. at the beginning of every month. Okay. That will motivate you for the tasks that you have to do that month and and just in general what, what you have to, you know, attack in front of you. And the reason why you create this is so you're going to sit down at the beginning of the month, you know, just, I literally just did this, you know, cause I'm getting ready for, for February Yeah. and you're, you're looking at the month and you're saying, what is in front of me? What is going to be the challenges? What am I going to struggle with? Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then from there, from there you create that mantra, that phrase. So mm-hmm. for example, I'm traveling a lot. Okay. So, okay. you know, like I have like, I'm going to be in four States in, in, in three weeks. Okay. So, like, I'm going to be in planes every weekend and I'm going to yeah. have to balance my physical health. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be a challenge for me. This is more traveling than I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, all this cool stuff that I'm excited I get to do, but it's going to be hard. Right. right. Absolutely. So, I started you know, kind of just look at, okay, what is my challenge? What's the travel is going to be difficult? Um, you know, and, and then, you know, I got to still bring the juice, right? I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I talk to a hundred people and be all sad and tired. Mm-hmm. So so like, for example, my three word phrase this month is travel with purpose. So travel with purpose to me says, okay, you're going to be moving and shaking. You're going to be in front of a lot of different people. You're going to be, you know, in a lot of settings you're uncomfortable with. Perfect mm-hmm. example of what you yeah. talked about right here. But with purpose being, I'm still going to commit to my you know, workout routine. I'm still going to commit to my diet. I'm still going to commit to my writing and journaling and reading. Mm-hmm. Because that's my purpose. Right? right? And my purpose is also to share and all that stuff. So the reason why I do this is I know for a fact I'm going to get off a plane and I'm going to step into Michigan because I'm mm-hmm. flying there next week and it's going to be zero degrees <laughs> and it's going to be snowy. And I'm going to be tired and uh-huh. I'm going to be pissed off. Yes, you are. And I'm in Wisconsin that, right now
0: and it is negative 10 right now. Yeah, there we go. Right? We, so absolutely. Just, right? You got the right mindset. You know what's
1: coming. I'm having a bill, yes. So, so I know that these challenges are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I know now that I'm traveling with purpose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is, why am I here? What's my purpose? Fight yep. through this, right? Yeah. So basically what I have noticed about, you know, Setting a, setting a three word phrase ahead of time to create motivation allows you to, when I'm unmotivated, right? Or when mm-hmm. controversy comes my way or adversity comes my way, uh, or just the, you know, the boo boos and I, you know, don't feel yeah. like doing it. Yep. Then I have this and I'm a, okay. Travel with purpose, right? So the other piece of travel to me, and I get like in depth with these because I think the, the three word phrase, the reason why it's three word phrase is it's a form it's a form of metacognition. So where I first learned about this was The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. It's an amazing mm-hmm. book. If you haven't read it, any leader yeah. should be reading The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Mm-hmm. And basically, you count down from five, five, four, three, two, one, and you take action. Mm-hmm. And that's a form of metacognition because you're tricking your brain to not think about how cold it is outside and how you don't want to do it. Do it. And you're just doing action. You're, mm-hmm. you're defaulting to action so what i've done or what i've kind of utilized that is that okay i need a short phrase that i can always remember and that as soon as right. i say it in my head or out loud boom i act it is. right mm-hmm. so the other piece of travel with purpose for me is it means physically i'm like going to michigan but travel like move do like do it mm, right yeah like travel so you know get your body going right yep um and 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 Now the benefit of that exercise Mm -hmm. is I have a tool. I have a motivational tool that keep me Mm -hmm. motivated to create my own motivation. Right. And now I've also looked ahead at all the things I know are going to suck. Right. So now I'm aware of that flight and the cold Mm -hmm. and crappiness and I'm preparing myself for it. Yeah. So, you know, good leaders have to see not just the great part of like, we're going to hit our sales goal. But they have to see the crappy parts, which are, I'm going to make a thousand calls, then no one answers. Right. Um, and I think creating your own three-word phrases and your motiv- motivational phrases is a way to create that rather than hope that it happens to you. Mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah. Hopefully that you know gives you, that, I don't know, personally something to do, but then also, um, you know, got to be empathetic if you want to truly mentor or lead anyone.
0: Yeah. Joe, that was... That was awesome right there. I mean, there, there's so much stuff oh, for, for, yeah, that was, uh, and, you know, as you're talking about that first part, cause I want to talk about the, the three word oh. phrase in a second, cause I love that. But that first part, you know, showing empathy. And if we think about it, when we're showing empathy it, and basically what you're talking about there is getting to know your clients, getting to know your team members, getting to know the people that you are, what are they going through? Because yeah. we have to build that relationship. And, and I totally agree. Is, all right, if if I'm showing that I'm interested in you as a person, not just, hey, what can you accomplish my work, but I'm growing in you. We're building this relationship and on top of me helping you grow in development and at work, that shows commitment to you, the team member. And then you talked about, too. All right. If Brian's going to show me commitment. That is how you breed commitment back. That's how like Brian's Brian's working for me. I'm going to work for Brian. He's committed to me. I want to be committed to him so that. You said something and that stood out to me because I think I 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, and, and to, I,
1: yeah, go on. Just like to, yeah, just to add to it. It's like it that just didn't happen, right? I, I Again, I think I lo- was fortunate enough to be a little bit more empathetic than like the average mm-hmm. person or whatever. But I definitely made mistakes and, yes. and didn't do that, right? Mm-hmm. I was right. like, dude, I'm a hype guy. I'll just go and hype everybody okay. up. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think they would be like, "Yeah, let's do it." And then in five minutes later, it wears off. Right? Yep. So then I was like, "Cool, now I got to troubleshoot. Like, why isn't this working? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the longevity. Like, where is this yeah. issue?" And I and and that's when I started to really just you know, I'm unmotivated. Okay, cool. Why? Right. Mm-hmm. And like being okay to just sit in that conversation and mm-hmm. like, well, you know, I'm I'm kind of frustrated about this. Okay, why? Right. Like just mm-hmm. just literally asking questions. And you know, I think I learned that in the sales techniques So you know, really meeting—you can't meet the need of your customer unless you're asking good questions. The questions. same thing, mm-hmm. yep. you can't motivate anyone unless you're asking good questions. So, um, so yeah, I just you know, I didn't start there, but right. I think the you know, I've learned is is like just like you said, it's a soft skill that mm-hmm. I you don't learn it. You know, mm-hmm. it just kind of you know is a, is one of those things where you know if you can gravitate towards it earlier, you're going to find a lot more success.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think what you did too there, cause you said, cause it's not natural for everybody to be empathetic and, but you gave people learn to ask better questions yes. and that creates, you can grow into empathy, even though if it's not natural, but it starts, yeah. like you said, asking those good questions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I love the three action words. I think that is like, that's something practical that, you know, people are yeah. like, well, you know, how do we do this? How do I change my minds? How do I have a growth mindset? instead of a fixed mind, that's something you can do. Look ahead, yeah. what do you gotta get accomplished this month? And boom, yeah. every morning, every time you're struggling, every lunch break, three words, three words, through yeah. it. I love that, because that that is real, that's that's easy too, to help change that into a growth mindset instead of that fixed
1: mindset. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I mean, and again, like what's cool about it is like you're spot on growth mindset. As soon as you make that shift in life, I'm always <laughs> wanting to grow. Great. You're already like, you're halfway there, right? Yes, exactly. You now, made a tough decision. A, that's a tough one to make, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, again, you can say, okay, all this stuff's in front of me, but then I'm also, what am, what am I trying to be as a person? Who am I mm-hmm. trying to become mm-hmm. is, is kind of the thing I look at. Who do I want to be this month? Mm-hmm. So I want to be this amazing speaker who connects with everyone and, you know, shares mm-hmm. everything that they have. So in order to do that, I need to travel well with purpose. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of work back. So like, if you're starting that journey and you're 23 and you're, you know, managing two people and you're like, Oh my God, I just got like this mini promotion. Yeah. It's like, you know, I want to have a growth mindset. So three word phrase, be growth oriented. You know, I mean, you can cool. make up whatever you right. want, right? But it's like, it, it, it guides you to the person you want to become. And, you know, anxiousness is when there's a gap, anxiousness, is when there's a gap mm-hmm. between who we are and who we want to be. Great. I like that. Yeah. So when we close that gap through clarity, so the three word mm-hmm. phrase is clarity, right. it's motivating,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Absolutely. So it's demotivating when you are anxious and you don't like who the gap has become and you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. But when you have this positive affirmation in the form of a three word phrase, it, it really does just kind of intuitively just keep you mo you know, kinda your motor running, so to speak. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm I already came up with mine and it's actually Oh yeah for yeah, gonna say, it's yeah it's 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 actually the sign sitting right behind you so I don't know if if it subliminally got in there but rise and yeah. grind for me that is you know we're we're taping this on January 30th 2023 February for me is gonna be rise and grind I'm, I'm committed grind, to it right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. dude absolutely hey, uh, yeah. yeah. huge shout out my wife oh my god I can't wait says huge <laughs> shout out to my wife she would burn that she, by hand for our anniversary, it was like one anniversary, I don't know. Obviously, I'm wow. Not, yeah. So That's shout out cool. to Keisha, my wife. Um, hopefully, <laughs> did have some subliminal, you know? History. Yeah, but, Keisha, yeah, like, you're like,
0: changing lives too. It's not it, just Joe. It's you too, Keisha. Don't forget that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, so it's really, really, uh, it's very interesting you say that, dude. So rise and grind mm-hmm. was was like one of my first ever. Um, my very first ever was wake up swinging. And oh, okay. that was like this phrase, wake up swinging. And it was trying to get my mornings on, and um, you know, like on track and like wake yeah. up attacking the day. So it's fighting yep. the day. A mm-hmm. um, buddy told me like his coach taught him wake up swinging. Swing. And I was like, dude, let's go. That That's is, it. That's is it. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I was pumped. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, I think starting with, okay, like intuitively, I now know. You are going to have the challenge of waking up and Mm -hmm. getting over that hurdle in the morning and doing Mm -hmm. a workout, doing a journal, whatever it is for you. Yep. And now you got this little thing about dude rise and grind, baby. Like I'm a rise and grind. You know, so um, the more and so I would just to to further you know clarify, I would do this with my my team. So like I would have them pick, like so eight of my you know, admissions counselors, they would pick a three-word phrase. Okay. And we did it for a little long. We did for like the year, the recruiting cycle. But Mm -hmm. I would print theirs and put it on my like on the wall. So like I would constantly have. Okay, Brian, you know is rising grind. So I'd walk in his office. Hey man, you know how's it going, dude? You up, him? Like you know where I text him (laughs) in the morning an inspirational video because I knew he was working on that. So that's awesome. Like when you that's another form of empathy is like. Oh, like my boss knows that I'm working on this, and yeah. you know, this is my hurdle, right? So, you know, whatever whatever theirs was, so that was a culture, right? Like, yeah, how do you build a culture? You know, is something that a lot of yes. young leaders, you know, kind of struggle with, and it's mm-hmm. you, you celebrate stuff and you and you do stuff. So, like, it's yes. one thing to have it personally. I have a three word mm-hmm. phrase, yep. but it's another thing to encourage them to have it as well, and then mm-hmm. you know, kind of encourage that because then when you remember it or when you go into your office for a meeting and you see, Oh my God, my boss has, is, you mm-hmm. know, my your phrase like printed and pr- like taped to his wall. Right. Like, but I'm in it. Right. I'm all right. in on you and, and you're your together. And all that stuff, Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: exactly.
1: Well, and then on
0: top of that, I'm going to throw another word out there. It's accountability. Yeah. You, are, you as a leader are now holding everybody else accountable. Yeah. You said, th- this is not me telling you to rise and grind. Yeah. You were on the podcast. You said rising grind. <laughs> I'm just checking in on you, dude. It's
1: yeah. So, when I coach, so like, and I, you know, I'll coach like leaders, you know, and mm-hmm. things like that. And they'll say stuff, you know, so I tell them, do this through a racing, and they love it and they're excited about it. And then I'm like, I'm a back end, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm a very result oriented guy, right? Like, yeah, I really like, I want to be an elite level leader, and yeah, there's metrics there. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. I'm glad you point out accountability because now it's like, Hey, Hey buddy, remember when you said, you know, you're going to work on this, let's do it. You know? Right. So it's, so yeah, it's, it's high personal accountability, Mm -hmm. but then also it allows a trusting environment Mm -hmm. for you to, to kind of have that space. Right? Right. You were vulnerable with me. You shared where you want to grow. I'm pushing you in that area because we both have agreed that's good for you. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And that's going to lead to a good result. Yes. Um, so yeah, that, that vulnerability piece of creating it. And again, I share mine with the team and you know, yeah. try to be transparent, but that vulnerability really raises the accountability bar. And then again, like people get good results when mm-hmm. they're accountable, vulnerable, and you know, things like that.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh that's, I love it. So, all uh, right, something you said, and, and I just got to ask. You keep talking about being juice, being juiced, being juiceful on the road. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard of one of my mentors? Is a guy named Brian Kane. Okay. I don't know if you heard of him, but he, one of his favorite things, which just, you keep saying it. So, it reminds me is, if you're juiceful, you're useful. If you're juiceless, you're useless. And I was like, wow. Uh, Joe, I got to oh. tell you. Yeah. If you're juiceful, you're useful. If you're juiceless, you're useless. And I was like, Dude, Brian Kane, all the way, man. Bunny.
1: Yes, yes. I've never heard that. That is yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. So, um, the shift gears, cause you mentioned your book a little bit already, uh, enjoy yeah. the grind just came out in December, right? So this is, uh, yeah. just over a month now. Talk Perfect. to me about that. I mean, there's congratulations. That's a huge deal yeah. writing a book. That's a big thing. So kind of yeah. talk to me, where's this coming from? I love, um, yeah, and we'll talk where people can get it in a minute here, but again, this is, it's for people in their twenties. I mean, I'm sure it's good for everybody, but, but that is the, the, the picture mindset. of how do you get through your my, your twenties growing, yeah. developing, leading. So kind of take me through where did this come from? How'd you get here? Talk to me about it a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, so again, I, I definitely wanted something to kind of streamline my coaching, right? Like, yeah. you know, rather than me just showing up and being like, Hey, I can get you, you know, excited. I wanted yeah. to say, like, Hey, here's, here's tactful, useful stuff you can do to mm-hmm. be happier.
0: Right. right.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and the enjoy the grind part of it was kind of the playoff, you know, again, and rise and grind has been okay. a big of my life and things like that and living the dream you said it i i would answer like hey how you doing today i'm living the dream and it it was a grind like yeah small colleges especially like i was given the absolute gift of we're just understaffed and Mm -hmm. and and you got to do more work than you're you're paid for and stuff like that and that's that's what you sign up for when you're in higher ed in my opinion absolutely yep that so there's so many jobs out there where you are doing more than you are getting paid for. Mm-hmm. And that's the grind, right? Yep. So I wanted to give a, some disciplines to enjoy that process versus just literally grind through, you know, your days. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I just kind of got to work on what was helped me. And, and basically this book was written to myself, At age 24, right? Okay. In my twenties, I wish I would have known these 18 things, these 18 disciplines Mm -hmm. to avoid. Um, and and again, I'm, I'm really excited to share this because I think it's what a lot of people go through, or maybe it's what one person went through and I can help them. But, Mm -hmm. um, so I got, I got promoted to be the director at age 25. That was my goal to hit by 30. Okay. So I was like five years early, essentially. Yeah. And I felt this just overwhelming joy, overwhelming excitement. All the time and effort that I put in is now worth it. All the long mm-hmm. hours, all the terrible life balance, all this working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I, and then I was just, no one knew this, but I was very depressed, mm-hmm. very, very not good yeah. mentally. Yeah, And I was like, dude, what, what now, what do I do mm-hmm. now? Oh, I thought I would get balanced now and it's way worse and my problems are way harder and the budget that I'm in charge of is millions, not hundreds of thousands. Like it just gets mm-hmm. worse, right? In, right. In the way that I'm looking at it. Yeah. So um, I really wanted to create a way to hopefully save people from that, hitting that part. I think we mm-hmm. all need to experience lows and I think we all need to experience mm-hmm. challenge, but I hope that not everyone has to experience sadness and depression and mm-hmm. And that's something that, you know, I, I very much went through and mm-hmm. just didn't have anything to turn to or whatever. So, right. um, so these disciplines, you know, are guiding principles that if you kind of implement them when you're in your twenties, you're going to find this cool thing of happiness and joy, mm-hmm. enjoy mm-hmm. grind, and then also peak performance. Mm-hmm. So I refer to it as a highway of happiness, yes. yeah. Um, and the the exits, or sorry, the chapters of my book are not mm-hmm. chapters; they're exits. exits. That's cool. So the whole metaphor basically is: you're along this journey, this road, and you, you know, there's 18 mm-hmm. disciplines that you need to learn, mm-hmm. and some of them come naturally, some of them you already know. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you just need a pit stop there. You need to go off of an exit, read yep. that chapter, learn a little bit. You know, remember that little tip of motivation, three-one really yeah. phrase to help. And then you get back on the road mm-hmm. and maybe you need to spend a week or two weeks really implementing some of these other disciplines that will help you along the way. So it's, it's really a, a very quick read. It's very, you know, chapters are you know, three to four pages of very brief, mm-hmm. all filled with very actionable steps. I'm yeah. struggling with this, read this book, watch this video. Yeah. Try mm-hmm. this exercise. Yeah. Um so yeah, so far I've gotten really good feedback on it. People have been really, really, you know, they're like, I wish I read this. You know, some of my friends yeah. were, were in their thirties now. Wish yeah. I would read this when I was, you know, in my twenties. Um yeah. some of the you know, college kids that picked it up. Joe, chapter, you know, seven is so cool, like I just am going through this right now. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's got, you know, some fun stories along the way from me yeah. coaching to some of the weird stuff I would do and yeah. you know, my routine and silly things that mindset, you know, mm-hmm. that I try to, you know, kind of that keep me happy and motivated and, and mm-hmm. kind of blissful um, right. and, and those types of things too. So yeah, very excited yes. about that. And, and like I said, it's been, been cool. And and then one of the things I'm doing is I'm, I'm creating an audio book for it uh, here in oh, February. Cool. It's one of the places I'm traveling to. I'm doing like a speaking engagement and then recording the audio book. Oh,
0: cool.
1: It's all happening. Or, that's or, or, you're, you're, you're making it happen. Grind mode. Yeah. Yes,
0: exactly. Well, like you said, you're, you're traveling with purpose. Yes. That's
1: absolutely. what you're doing yeah. in favor. That's awesome. Um, okay. I can speak and I can knock this out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: That's so. cool. Hey, two things. I want. to talk. So the book, I love the idea of, Hey, I can pick, the, I can read this cover to cover and get a yep. lot of information or I'm going through this. So I'm going to flip to chat or to exit 15. I'm exactly. going to read this, this point. I love that. And then I just want to say, thank you for talking about depression, anxiety and all that, because I think that is something that, you know, hopefully not all leaders go through, but I know a lot of leaders do. Yeah, right? and they're afraid to talk about it because it it yeah. it can show "quote unquote" weakness. Yeah. I think it shows vulnerability, and I think the best leaders are vulnerable. Absolutely. I so Absolutely. I, I appreciate you yeah. bringing that up.
1: Yeah. No. And yeah, couldn't agree more. Vulnerable. I mean, there's such there's great books on this. You know, talks about there's one. About, it's called Tribes. You know how to create. Mm-hmm. Highly effective teams or something to that effect. Yeah. And it talks about vulnerability right. first, right? Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable, tell your story. Mm-hmm. And basically uh, what you're doing is allowing others to be empathetic to you. Mm-hmm. And then, then in return, you can do that, you know, for them. But, uh, yeah, I just, I've noticed too, like there's some things in that time when I was mm-hmm. very guarded and I was very, didn't want to let people see, you know, my emotions or whatever. And, yeah. And then I learned like, dude, The more I tell people, the more I share, they're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, me too.
0: It's like, okay, great. Like,
1: -hmm. we can work through this together, right? Right. So, yeah, absolutely. I I think I would be remiss. I think if you show me anyone that's successful, anyone that has made an impact, Mm -hmm. I guarantee they've had a very, very hard journey within. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like, absolutely. Or they're going through it or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But, But it's, you know, it's just, it's unrealistic to think, that people have not gone through a similar experience and, and that can help, you know, bridge that connection to them.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it's it, just like I talked about, you know, with the show, it's all about building connections because the more people, you know, the bigger network you have, the more connections you have and yeah. the more vulnerable you are, you're going to find someone who's gone through something similar. So yeah. you're going to be able to get through it and kind of see
1: absolutely. how they did what they did.
0: Yeah. Um. How could people go out and get the book? Yeah. So it is
1: on Amazon. Um, I mean, literally just Amazon, Amazon, you know, Yep. My- my publishing partner, um, you know, so I self-published through Amazon KDP's. It's awesome. Love it. Um, very, very, um, accessible. Uh, yeah. If you are, you know, super awesome and you want to grab the hard copy, you literally just, you yeah. know, again, enjoy the grind on Amazon. Um, good. But also because I want kids to get this college students in particular that are mm-hmm. graduating like that, the Kindle version is only a dollar 99 oh, cents. So. Um, you know, one of the coolest things is I've had a lot of teams who Mm -hmm. have gotten copies, like they just buy 20 copies Kindle and then all the team gets access to the book. Um, so I just want to keep it very, you know, um, very inexpensive. I think, and I apologize now that I think about it. I think it's like $3 now. No. Okay. Um, Still. Inexpensive. Yeah. Well, I think so that shows, you know,
0: you're in it to help people. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's like the yeah. whole goal,
1: right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Share, share that and, and, and get through that. So, um, yeah, Amazon would be the direct way. And then if you, I guess the thing too, is I do post a lot of content or share a lot of content on my, um, Instagram. So it okay. just be at Joe Van Geeson, first last name, okay. um, Joe Van Geeson. And then I, you know, once in a while we'll say, Hey, this is my book or, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. So Instagram, is that the best way for people to kind of follow, connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm awesome. growing a baby. We just yeah. hit a thousand
1: followers. Love um, it. Very organic growth there. So, uh, yeah, absolutely follow along. Very um, cool. Yeah, definitely a good way to connect. And I'm very yeah. accessible. Like I, you know, if you have questions or you're looking for some just coaching through something, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I block a time of my coaching for free, you know, support yeah. and things like that. So definitely, definitely, you know, have people reach out to there.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And people would reach out. I mean, I've known Joe for about an hour here and I'm already like, all right, how can I connect more with this guy? So
1: oh, okay, let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Love it. Um, So wrapping up here, Joe, again, thank you for coming on. But yeah. you know, one of my favorite parts of, of doing this show is learning about other people. You know, like I learned about you through Jake uh, Keffler and I learned about Jake through Kyle. Welcome. Who was our very first guest. So it, again, it's all about connections and building it. So, you have a a person or two who's been a great leader in your life or you know a leader that you know of that that we could reach out to to get that person on the show so that we could share his or her knowledge with everybody
1: for sure and this is like so it's super tricky because there's just so many people obviously that come to mind yeah Um, but uh you know a good very good friend of mine um his name is gary Stalos, and he is uh he's a a hockey coach at adrian um okay and i worked with him so he was uh, Mm a Is, you know, head coach while I was, you know, his recruiting coordinator and things like mm-hmm. that. So very peers, like some similar age, things like that. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've just always been very inspired and impacted by the type of integrity that he leads with. Yeah. Uh, he is absolutely, and I've given him, you know, trouble for this, but he's a guy who like they, their team. He has, you know, won national championships, very yeah. successful coach. Um, but he's the guy that will win nine to one and be really, really frustrated. Like, what did I do? Like, how are we at this mm-hmm. position? We didn't win the right way. Like, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and that high attention detail um, is just something that he has chosen in his life.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: you know, every everything, he's got a young child now, so he's balancing that. And, and it's yeah. just, I look at him as someone who is an elite achiever and someone who's going to do very big things in the coaching industry and, and impacting people. Um, yeah. And I feel like he would, Definitely be someone that would be, you know, right now they're, you know, they're like in it right now. In the season,
0: right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, maybe until uh, after season. Yeah.
1: Definitely someone who I feel like, um, you know, the world deserves to, to learn from him and, and, mm-hmm. and his coaching style. And as a coach, um, and parent and, you know, friend, there's, you know, he, he just, you know, instantly comes to mind. And, um, awesome. so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, connect you with him and awesome. you know, I think he'll, he'll enjoy that.
0: For sure. That's awesome, thanks, Joe. I Appreciate it. And uh, yeah. again, thank you for coming on. Thanks for thanks for giving us, you know, an hour of your time. And you know, I, I'm not gonna. Lie. I feel like there's so much more we can't talk about. So we're probably gonna have you back on if you have some time. In yeah, the I was gonna say time. the
1: other person would be my twin. Uh, oh, John. I'm just. I was kidding. like, wait, what? is me again, right now? <laughs> it's just Joe again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: this, is, yeah. <laughs> this is Joey no. Van Yeah, exactly. Is yeah, not that's Joe. That's it's Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, yeah,
1: big uh, no. Um, no, absolutely. I, this has been really, really cool, and, and you know, I just really appreciate the opportunity, and, and I'm very yeah. excited to continue to connect and things yeah. like that. But uh, yeah, I, I love it, man. I can't wait to see the leader, the leader, the leader that mm. follows. You know, this this group, or, or you know, essentially. I just think it's it's such a cool idea yeah. to you know find connections Thank um, you. this way because it's such an organic way to mm-hmm. show the different you know, um, connections between leaders and and mentors and and that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah, great kudos to your work and what you're doing. And and thank thank you. you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, have a great day. Everybody, thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time on the six degrees of leadership. Hi again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all picked up a tidbit or two from our episode. Now, please do me a favor and like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. Each of those helps build our community of leaders. I appreciate you all. See you next time on 6 Degrees of Leadership.